What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the From the Host podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my fellow friend and co-host, Mike Riley. What's going on, Mike? Not a whole lot, just crushing the day. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So uh, before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to Jill. Uh, Jill's been in the mastermind about two years. She was doing pretty good. Uh, she was up to 26 units and uh, just did a little deep dive session with us through our Limitless Mastermind, which is a 12-week mindset program. And uh, in 12 weeks, she went from 26 to 52 units. She doubled the portfolio, which is ridiculous. Like that is insane. 26 to 52 units. So huge shout out to Jill. I know she's been busting her butt, getting after it, and um, super proud of you. So nice work. Um, so what do we got on tap for today, Mike? Yeah, so Airbnb rolled out a new, um, basically booking and refund policy for guests. And we're going to go over that today because it is, it is uh, quite a big change. Uh, so we want to highlight some details for you guys and just update you on what the new protocol is for, uh, for guests and, and refund policies. So, yeah, so this has been a hot topic on, uh, on the interwebs for the last few days since this came out. So, uh, I PDF'd it here just so I could um, go through and highlight some stuff, but we'll make sure to include the link to this policy in the show notes. And um, so, yeah, it's their new rebooking and refund policy. It goes into effect at the end of April. And um, a couple things to cover here. So, basically, first and foremost, so if you cancel on a guest, okay, if you cancel on a guest and it is 30 days or less prior to their check in, um, Airbnb is going to assist the guest in finding another property. However, there are some caveats that basically say that they, one, you're going to lose your booking, which is pretty obvious, but two, they may hit you up to reimburse them for whatever the cost is for another accommodation. If it's more than yours. So, uh, definitely want to be aware of that. Uh, another thing that they highlight in here is if, there is some type of issue that disrupts their stay. And so guests have up to 72 hours after that, after they identify something to hit up Airbnb and let them know what the issue is. And uh, some of these things that are covered under travel issues are down here. So again, host cancels prior to check-in uh, host fails to provide access to the accommodation. Pretty obvious. If somebody books with you, you should give them access. Uh, host fails to disclose the listing that the host, another person, or a pet will be present during the stay. Like you're not going to be hanging out with your guests. So don't make that part of your plans. Uh, but this is the big one that's been causing a lot of uh, questions and concerns from people. So the accommodations are not habitable at check-in for any of the following reasons. They're not reasonably clean and sanitary, including bedding and towels. Now, reasonably clean is pretty vague. I mean, your property should be clean. Okay. It should be clean. Um, it contains safety or health hazards, or it contains pests such as bugs or rodents or whatever. Okay. Um, some other stuff, like if your listing just isn't accurate, you know, if you say it's an entire home and it's actually not, it's like a bedroom or whatever, like the listing has to be accurate. All right. If the location's not correct, you can't say that you're in Miami when you're actually in some far out suburb of Miami, right? Like the listing has to be accurate and that's pretty obvious. And then if there's any special amenity or feature described in the listing that is not present or does not function, 
Like if you've got a hot tub and all of a sudden your hot tub isn't working, or if you say that you have an arcade and the arcade isn't working, whatever, these are all things that are falling under this travel issue uh, in this policy. So the way that it works now is guests have 72 hours to contact Airbnb and basically say, Hey, this was the property that I booked. We're having these issues. It wasn't clean or the pool's not working or something is going on. And Airbnb now has the right to require the host to pay or otherwise reimburse the cost of putting that guest in another property. Okay. Now there's been some videos online about this that were, were pretty funny and pretty interesting about like, Oh, they booked my place for $200. Now Airbnb is going to go put them in some villa. That's $4,000 a night and charge me for it. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I do not. Um, but if, if it's a high season, like say it's the middle of July and somebody booked your place for 300 bucks a night and now they've got to book somewhere else last minute and it's 400 bucks a night or 500 bucks a night. I could see that happening. Yeah. And that would suck. You got to come out of pocket a hundred or 200 bucks a night to put somebody in a place. So I've seen a lot of people complaining about this and a couple things I will say. So one, make sure your systems are tight. Make sure your cleaners are doing what they need to do. Like make sure your property is clean. Make sure your listing is accurate. Do all of those things to be a good host, be a super host and be hospitable, right? Like that's step one. The other thing is take ownership over your business, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of this entitlement going on around like Airbnb owes me this and owes me that. They don't owe you anything, honestly. Like it's your business, own your results, right? Airbnb charges us 3% right now. That basically would cover your Stripe costs to process a direct booking and charge their credit card. So like you're basically getting leads for free from Airbnb. So be grateful that you're getting leads for free. If you don't like a lot of their policies, fine. Start doing your own marketing and come up with ways to generate your own direct bookings, right? And we've had a bunch of podcasts on this around doing marketing, capturing the guest name, email address, phone number, you know, creating incentives for them to come back and book with you direct. Like let these things fuel you to put in some work and go out and build your direct booking website understand how to take it from an Airbnb side hustle to a professional host, a professional manager, whatever business you're running so that you're actually running a hospitality business, not an Airbnb business, right? So long story short, what I will say is one, make sure your listings are accurate. You're not false advertising and pulling the rug out from under people Two, make sure your cleaners are doing a good job and make sure they get time stamped photos of that property before they leave. Because again, if you want to, you can dispute all of these things that guests are saying and you can communicate to Airbnb, but the more evidence that you have, the more likely you're going to win that dispute. So if you have a timestamped photo at 2.45 PM of every piece of your property and the guest checks in at three or four or five o'clock and they're sending some pictures that the house is a mess and you have your Wi-Fi locks that show when your cleaners left the building and when the guest checked in, like they're going to look at all that evidence and be like, this guest is clearly trying to pull a fast one. So have all your documentation tight and dialed in so that if you have to dispute something like this, so it's not your word versus their word. It's like, this is the evidence. Like nobody else was in this property for the last hour and a half. And the last person sent me these time stamped photos of what the property looked like. Yep. So have all that stuff dialed in. 
Yeah. You got anything you want to add to that, Mike? Yeah, a couple points here. So um, most people are good. So most guests are good. I mean, between the both of us, what we've had thousands of people stay at our properties. So we'd say 99% of guests are good people. So we don't want to freak people out with this saying like people are going to just nonstop ask for refunds all day long because of this new claim process um, or guest issue process. So I don't want to scare people. The second point is, like Mike said, have have your cleaners take pictures and timestamp those pictures of each room and also confirm that each amenity is working. So what my cleaners do before they leave, they text me and they say, or really after they leave and they say, hey, you know, everything's all good for the guests, you know, hot tub is set um, and they actually turn music on. So like they set the ambiance, they, they stage it for our guests. Um, and then they text me when, when they're done with that and when they're leaving. So that's the second thing. Um, the third thing I've, I've had this issue with pests in the past, um, and guests actually saying like, Hey, there's a bunch of pests in the area. So first thing to do there is make sure you've got an exterminator that can go there quickly and take care of whatever pests there was. Um, I had one issue with, uh, yellow jackets at one of my properties. And um, our exterminator actually went out there literally two hours after um, the guests called and complained. And turns out the, the pests, the yellow jackets were like near the mailbox, but they were still scared for some reason. Um, and they, the guests, what they did is they stayed three nights and then they said, hey, actually, you know, we're going to leave a night early. You need to refund me. Um, and also, I want to be refunded for the first night because it was very scary when I saw all the yellow jackets. So like... Things like that, you need to be be empathetic with like the situation they're going through, but also just know like they didn't send me or Airbnb any photographic evidence of there being yellow jackets in the house too. So that can happen. Just make sure you have an exterminator. Um, and if you're in an area that has certain pests that you're on top of that. Um, and then lastly, the way that I started building a direct booking machine. And I'll, I'll say like 15% of our uh, guests are direct bookings. So the way that we started out doing that is we used Hospitable as our property management system. And Hospitable doesn't give us the emails from Airbnb or Airbnb actually doesn't give us guest emails. So we weren't able to get that, but we were able to get guest phone numbers. So what we started doing at the beginning of this year is texting all of our guests to say, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you back. This is Michael, you know, your Airbnb host from you know, last year, we would love to have you back. We'll give you a discount. Here's our website, that sort of thing. So start building a direct booking marketing list um, that you can start marketing your properties out to directly because Airbnb is, they make it so easy for us right now, but their fees are only going to go up. They've got all the control. And what they're trying to do, they're trying to land all these hosts to list on their platform. They make it really easy for us to list on their platform. They, they say like, List an Airbnb in less than 10 minutes, which is true. But once they get all the hosts on there, I mean, they've got all the control. They've got all the marketing control. Essentially, they are a marketing platform for us. So we need to make sure that we're building a business. Let's say you're building a you know, $50,000 a month business. You need to have, uh, what did you say earlier, Mike? You don't build your business on somebody else's property or somebody else's land. So you got to have some sort of a diversification for your revenue and you're not solely uh, taking bookings from Airbnb. So, hundred percent, man. 
Good point. Good point. So again, guys, we'll have the link to the policy below. Make sure you read it. Make sure you understand it. Don't be afraid to push back. Um, just make sure that your team is documenting all that evidence. So if you do ever have to push back, it's going to make your life a lot easier, right? So get out there, learn from it. Like we're all going to make mistakes. I continue to make mistakes and you just got to learn from it. You don't want to point the finger because then you're not going to learn, right? It's easy to play victim. It's harder to take full ownership over your business. And if you make a mistake and it costs you a few bucks, all right, chalk that up to the school of hard knocks and you just keep it moving. So that's it for this week. Hope you guys have an amazing week and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.